Today is Saturday, August 2nd, 2014, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Mechigoria, and 33 years ago this day, Our Lady gave one of the most important messages in the history of the Mechigoria apparitions. Today, 33 years to the day, Our Lady gave a very significant message through Mariana, and tonight, a friend of Mechigoria is going to be sharing with us insight about Our Lady, about her messages, about the world and about our lives. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Mechigoria. Of course, it's important to understand what that message that Riaz was just mentioning about, August 2nd. And you've heard it on this program and in the writings for years, for, or for really since the beginning, when we started this 27 years ago. And of course, that's the message of a declaration of war. A declaration between heaven and hell in which Our Lady says that the world is about to go into some kind of crisis between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. So there's a great struggle over your soul. A struggle so great, so vast, so large, so massive that Our Lady just told us on the 25th that she's interceding for us along with all the angels and saints in heaven. You're talking about a sports thing. You're talking about something playing out. It's massive. Our Lady called it a great struggle is about to unfold, a struggle between my son and Satan. And so there's human souls are at stake. We're battled for, we're fought for. There's something beyond what we can see. Our Lady seems to be anteing up the messages just as World War II ramped up. The weaponry that they had by the end of World War II compared to what they had in the beginning was a million light years away from each other. The advances were so incredible. And so it is, this new revelation of these private revelations of Our Lady that all the angels, we've never had that confirmation before, We've never had Ali saying every single angel in heaven, every saint, which is all the people because people are in heaven, are all saints. Can you imagine that? The billions of people and angels together laying prostrate before God's throne, led by the queen to win intercession, the power of prayer, the unity that she has to rally. They're watching her visits every day. 
this can't end anywhere except a great chasmic climax. And we still don't have the significance of Medjugorje in the hearts of the Medjugorje people. They still don't grasp the significance of it. To me, it's amazing. To me, it's easy to quit what I was doing in my work, fold down my company, and dedicate my life to it. And others struggle with that. They never saw it in the message, or at least its significance. Well, I'll go about my rituals. I'll go about about my day. I'll do my regular routines. I was with a group of men after we went to Medjugorje. We went to daily mass. Nobody changed. We'd all go out to eat after that for lunch. Several businessmen, several of my own businesses like I did. But in a year of doing that, after Medjugorje or so, or a few months actually, there was no progress and change. Nobody changed the direction of life. They added prayer to the life, but there was no radical change in the direction of life. I felt called to change my whole direction, to do something radical. And yes, I questioned it. This seems extreme because there was no witness for me to follow. In 86, there wasn't a lot of people to look to. What have you been doing? I had to fast. I had to pray. I had to struggle. What do you want me to do, God? And God made it real clear that he was going to give him a mission. A mission is important. Medjugorje is at the point at these 33 years that it's time for us to move from a passive position to a proactive position. We need to challenge those who are against it. We need to evangelize Medjugorje with no apology, no timidity, or no too cautious, or no wait and see. There's no time for wait and see. Now is the time. Now is the moment. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's August 2nd, 2014th message given through Mariana on the Day for Nonbelievers. Dear children, the reason that I am with you, my mission, is to help you for good, to win, even though this does not seem possible to you now. I know that you do not understand many things as I also did not understand everything, everything that my son explained to me while he was growing up alongside me. But I believed him and followed him. I ask this of you also, to believe me and to follow me. However, my children, to follow me means to love my son above everything. To love him in every person without making differences. For you to be able to do this, I call you anew to renunciation, prayer, and fasting. I am calling you for the Eucharist to be the life of your soul. I am calling you to be my apostles of light who will spread love and mercy through the world. 
My children, your life is only a blink in contrast to eternal life. And when you come before my son, in your hearts, he will see how much love you had. In order to spread love in the right way, I am asking my son, through love, to grant you unity through him, unity among you, unity between you and your shepherds. Through them, my son always gives himself to you anew and renews your soul. Do not forget this. Thank you. And he gives us a mission. I am with you. My mission is to help you for good to win. A mission is something that is defined as being sent or delegated by authority with certain powers and transacting business. A commission is sent on a foreign mission. It's interesting that Our Lady called us to come to Medjugorje. This was back in 95. The promptings were hit, hitting me around 92, 93, 94. And I remember even telling some community members, I felt like he's calling us to come to Medjugorje to establish ourselves there. But I don't want to do it. It wasn't that I didn't want to do God's will. It's just I had my plate full with Caritas back home here in Alabama. The last thing I want to do is establish a presence in Medjugorje. So I resisted that. But it's better not to go on promptings and let God prove it to you repeatedly that you're certain of it because you'll be tried and then you'll wonder, was this me or was this God? So I told God one day with several community members with us as walking by from St. James Church back to where we stayed at, the Pansion, that I God's pushing, I feel, I feel it in my heart. Our Lady's calling us to come to Medjugorje. I won't go into the whole long story, but it's pretty incredible. We went past where our mission house is now. And the owner says, this is, you take this. I said, what? And we're talking about this. You take this, this office here. You're going to have the whole building. I said, why are you saying that? He said, well, I'm going to move over there. You take this. I said, why are you saying this? He says, I don't know. I was stunned. I said, I'll come back to talk to you. We went to the mountain, apparition. Mountain, got off to the side. We prayed. We did three rosaries. I said, Mary, we're going to pick a message at random, and you tell us for sure if you want us here. We picked the message after the three rosaries, all mysteries. And the message says, I desire, I desire to build an oasis here. There are those who the carelessness are destroying the, the oasis. I therefore call upon you to protect the oasis. We received a mission at that point. We were commissioned for a foreign mission to transact business. And we were a delegated authority. I'm glad I resisted Our Lady for three years. Because I knew 
coming there, we would have persecutions, difficulties, and those are still continued and even more well to in the future. But it's the place, the only place in Mesoria that spreads the message, disseminates the message in a way that hasn't been done there. And the villagers come to us. The Croatians come to us. People from all over the world come to us. Even the inspectors come to us. One inspector recently came by and said she wanted something, a copy of something that was in there. We give it away free. She pointed to two love in Croatia. She said, this is hanging in my office. And she look. And we haven't even started there yet. We've been in incubatic mode as far as embryonic stages of where we'll go with this. But we were called there. And it's unique that we didn't know Our Lady's words and didn't hear her saying mission. And she's only said it a couple other times. One was to Yaakov, I give you a mission. And she says, in the next couple of times she says it, referring to her mission. And this was the same thing today. Dear children, the reason that I am with you, my mission is to help you for good, to win. And we end up calling our little place there the mission house. It was inspired. It's even more clear why that name ends up what it ends up. And so everybody's got a mission. And he says, you must pray to find out what your mission is. She says it in the way of January 25th, 87. Find out what your role is in God's design. We are commissioned. We have confidence. We have cognition. We've had the persecution. Everything we need to have to confirm that. And so as our lady comes to us today with an incredible message saying things that is exciting to see because it's out of character of the normal messages. She reveals something today in this message about our personal life. When I read it, I really was excited. I'm saddened to see so few people grasping the significance of what happened today and yesterday and the day before that, back to the 25th, all the way through the 2nd and 25th, and Yvonne's messages, all the way through. The world is not changing in a serious way. Our ladies come here for us to help us to do good, to win, even though this doesn't seem possible to us now, because we're losing every single battle. But this ties in on this day, August 2nd, all the way back 33 years ago to what we started the program with. A great, a great battle, a great struggle between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. So she's referencing this in the first sentence. She's talking about victory, to win, even though this doesn't seem possible to you now. Because we're worse off than we were in August 2nd, 1981. You think our lady's tracing this back? It's definitely referencing back to that main message of the declaration of war. But it doesn't appear we're going to win at this moment. It doesn't appear we're going to win at this moment because everywhere, from the courts to to the European Union, to the United States of America, to, to what Russia's doing, everywhere, the Holy Lands, everything we're being defeated on right now. 
we have the blessings of our lady saying, I know that you do not understand many things. As I also did not understand everything, everything that my son explained to me while he was growing up alongside of me. This is incredible. When a lady starts speaking like this, saying things that we've never known before, it should shake you. It should get your attention. It should be meditating on for hours and for the next days and even months. To me, while he was growing up alongside of me, but I believed him and followed him. I ask this of you also to believe me and follow me. We don't have to understand everything our lady is telling us. We don't have to grasp even the significance of it, really. It helps. But she's saying, believe me as I believe Jesus, even when he explained those things, I didn't understand. She goes on and says, however my children... To follow me means to love my son above everything. There are people who say, I love God above everything. Do they really? Above their own wants? Above their own families? Above their own spouses? God's first. And if you do that, and you love him first above every single thing, you'll love your family more than loving them in front of God. Years ago, there was a song out that I love you more than everything except God is first in my love. And I'm putting you in that second place. But the principle of the song is I'm able to love you better and more and stronger to that than had I not been that way. And so it is we have Our Lady telling us That when you die and you come before Jesus in your heart, he will look and see how much love you had. Our lady's conveying to us, don't wait. It's interesting that she says, your life is only a blink in contrast to eternal life. And we look at this arduous life of ours. We think about how long we've got to go, how hard it's going to be, and how difficult it is she's asking us. But one day, you'll be only one day away from death. And you'll sense that in most cases, unless it's accidental or you interfere with God's plans. You may have precognition of that or feeling you should get things in order. Who knows, if you're praying for your whole life, for your death, a happy, holy death, God will speak to you in a special way. And you'll be ready. But for her to tell us what was going to happen, the first thing Jesus is going to do is look My son's going to look at your heart to see how much love you had. And you can't change it all at the last moment. Because the devil's going to be right there, if you hated, to hold on to you. He's not going to let go. It's going to be a great struggle. He's going to be fighting you until you're not breathing. And even after your breath stops, your heart's still beating for a while, he's going to be right there ready to grab you. So you can't blink. Don't blink. Everything's moving too fast. Even if you live to be 100 years old, You're going to be one day right before it's time to be taken. And when that takes place, it'll be to your sorrow had you not loved, had you not put God first in everything.
turn on the evening news Saw an old man being interviewed Turning a hundred and two today They asked him what's the secret to life He looked up from his old pipe Laughed and said all I could say is Don't blink Just like that you're six years old And you take a nap And you wake up and you're 25 Then your high school sweetheart becomes your wife Don't blink Just might miss your babies growing like mine did Turning into moms and dads Next thing you know You better have a 50 years Is there in bed And you're praying God takes you instead Trust me friend A hundred years goes faster than you think So don't blink I was glued to my TV when it looked like he looked at me and said, Best start putting first things first. Cause when your hourglass runs out of sand, you can't rip it over and start again. Take every breath God gives you for what it's worth. Don't blame. Just like that, you're six years old And you take a nap And you wake up and you're 25 Then your high school sweetheart becomes your wife Don't blink You just might miss your babies growing like mine did Turning into moms and dads Next thing you know You better have a 50 years Is there in bed Praying God takes you instead Trust me, friend A hundred years goes faster than you think So don't blink So I've been trying to slow it down I've been trying to take it in in this here today, gone tomorrow world we're living in Don't blink Just like that, you're six years old And you take a nap And you wake up and you're 25 Then your high school sweetheart becomes your wife Don't blink You just might miss your babies growing like mine did Turning into moms and dads Next thing you know You better have a 50 years there in bed And you pray and God takes you instead Trust me friend A hundred years goes faster than you think So don't blink No, don't blink Faster than you think
life goes faster than you I know with all the years that you've done writings on Our Lady's Messages that you have spent a lot of times the most time on the shortest things that you've written. For instance, the billboard of Our Lady. You you spent several weeks on writing what that billboard's going to say. When you wrote our 30-second radio spots, commercials, you wrote... And spent so much time picking and choosing each word to go into those commercials over and over and over again to get the the most impact from it. When you wrote our mission statement for Caritas, the community, the same thing. The shortest things, you wanted every word to be weighted, so weighted that every single word was significant in what was being read. So today Our Lady gives her mission statement in a way that I don't think she's done in the past. She's saying, my mission is this. She says, is to help you for good to win. So what do you think about Our Lady's mission statement? Initially reading it early this morning, I was excited. Typically, I can I will go over a message when it comes. I'm at home. It's sent there. I'm waiting for it to come from Medjugorje. And I'll sit in the living room and go through it sentence by sentence, sometimes word for word, and spend an hour reading it, not over time, the whole, the whole message, but it takes me an hour to get through the message. I'll go through it, and then as I read that sentence, I'll think about that one sentence, that one line. So, I don't know how much time, but I could say I probably spent 15 minutes just on the reason that I'm with you, my mission, is to help you for good to win, even though it does not seem possible to you now. If our lady had said that in 1981, 85, 95, and even 2000, we could say... Well, it seems possible for that to happen. But we haven't gone through the defeats and the defeats and the defeats. Just look at the the anti-abortion efforts of what we've done. We We gain a little ground, which Satan will concede to keep us doing the same thing. To not come to the realization or the cognition to really what is the real battle. How how will this be defeated? I mean, it could be defeated easily. Look what happened when sleeping talks about. City councils could do that. There's there's Christian city councils completely hundred percent Christian all across the United States of America. It's easy to pass an ordinance that we're gonna have health our health department start inspecting these places. And we're gonna we're gonna require them special restrictions. They regulate you to death through EPA, the coal industry, the oil industry, the Clean Water Acts, the forestry departments. All these agencies are choking everything to pieces. 
the city council can do the same thing. They got domain over that which is within their city or the county commission. Why is it stopped? How come we can't get together and say we're going to do this? It's amazing, really, when you look at it. The question is why? We have the power to stop it, except something is stopping us from stopping it. If you've got a, a, a city with with eight devout Christians on it, the city council, and they voted to do this and regulate it to death, they could do this. What stops it? What stops it is we don't recognize our own sins. And because of that, and until we do, we don't have the power to become union. Our Lady says to grant you, I'm asking my son through love to grant you unity through him. So first, number one, it comes unity through Christ. And then secondly, unity among you. So among the city council members on the board, unity with them. But see, they have rivals. They see their differences. Love him, Christ. To love my son above everything, to love him in every person without making differences. But see, everything's focused on differences. You know, they're all Christian on that one council somewhere in the United States. So unity among you. First unity with Christ, then unity with you, and then unity between you and your shepherds. So you have these three phases that I is talking about, and once you get the first two, union with Christ, then unity among each other, then you can have unity with the shepherds, and then that's a solid block, and we can stop this tonight. I'm telling you, it could stop. You get a shepherd, you get over the Christians, you get the pastors, they go to all the city council people, they meet together and say, hey, you got to stop this. There'll be no more abortion in this city. There'll be no more abortion in this county. It can be stopped. And nobody, no Supreme Court, no president, nobody could do that. It's just that simple. But magically, mysteriously, unbelievably, we're stopped. Because God has a mandate. He's not going to let us win. Until we wake up enough to do what our lady says of her mission to grow in holiness, to grow in prayer, fasting, renunciation, that through this means we will have the ability to come in union with together and instantly this is over. Or there'll be consequences. There's a toll that's got to be paid. We've got a lot of suffering to go through. But I says, even though this does not seem possible to you, to me it's very simple. I've seen it for a long, long time. And I'm just blown away that it can't be achieved. Except we're under judgment and we will not achieve it because we can't achieve it until we achieve holiness. Our Lady said something in the message today that is worth reading again. Because Our Lady, what she said uh, was that I know that you don't, you do not understand many things, and there, there's a lot of people in the world, in the spiritual world, who claim to understand a lot. But yet, Our Lady's message, is, of course, is a universal message, and she's telling us in the message that we don't understand a lot of things, and then she brings it to something more basic, an example between everything that her son explained to her when he was alongside her. And there's a contrast, it seems, 
and you've spoken about this before, perhaps maybe there's something more to this than that we're not seeing here, but it seems as if possibly Our Lady is taking to more of a basic belief, um, devoid of intellectualism or whatever it might be to go back to, we, we just we just completed, the. for those of you listening, we just completed a 54-day rosary novena in the community. The meditations of this mystery, of the, of these mysteries, a friend of mine wrote these meditations, and they're they're filled with the cognition of an understanding of the life of Our Lady with her son. And uh, if, it's a free download on the website. We're not going to get in that, but you can go to the download section and get that, a 54-day Rosary Novena booklet. But there, it seems as if Our Lady is trying to take our beliefs away from something that's um, human, I guess is the best way of saying it, to something that's more basic. Uh, do you think that that's that that is part of the mission that she's come here is to bring us to something that's more organic, more something more like what the early Christians had in organic faith? Well, we know the the scientists have proven that these apparitions are without deceit. We know that after two thousand and five, they concluded all the scientific tests that possibly could ever be done, the most advanced test that they says nothing else to do, and so we know. It's supernatural. It's proven. But one thing they proved was that Maria, of all the six visionaries, goes into a lower state of reality. She, her state of ecstasy is not uplifted. It's going down the other way. And she enters into something more real than what she lives her daily life on and, and when she's not in ecstasy. And so when she comes out of that, she comes back into less real. Our Lady is real. The depth of which... And her brain waves and everything they measured shows us reality in a way that they never measured before. And so it's incredible because what you're asking in your question is, is, is it organic? We're going back and, and pickling back all the things and all the deceptions as we talked about on Missionomics Thursday that has made us be liars. You know, don't, don't lie. People lie. People, people don't even know how they lie. You, people lie all the time through excuses. Oh, well, I'm sick or I don't feel good. I'm not going to work. You know, they come for the work. That's a lie. There's got to be a purity to our intentions that we don't lie, that we become honest. We don't deceive. So our perception and our whole way we walk our life all throughout the day is one, one big lie. We don't even know that. Our eyes come to uncover that, to bring us into a deeper reality. Look, you're not real with yourself, and therefore you're not real with God. Be honest. We've lost the integrity of honesty. We do not have that. We do not live that. The whole culture is based on that. Everything is changing. You've got your, 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 your products that you buy at the grocery store. If you look at them underneath the bottle, they've concaved it to be higher so that they can pretend that they're selling at the same price less product. That's a deception. They didn't do that before. People wanted to give you what you value for your money. They wanted to be up front with it. But this is a move everywhere. Even toilet paper, they're changing it. They pretend you got more on it, but they narrow the role of it now. And so everything is deception. And we built a whole culture on that. And because it's normed, into the way we live, we don't even perceive this anymore. So there's, there is a, a, a work being done by God. 
That's beautiful to bring us back to the basis, the basis of love. That love is something that we don't understand. And I've always maintained and always understood. And being that we live in an area that's really Protestant, people always say, you know, uh, you don't go, you can't go through God except through Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I, I don't buy into that. Because that means every Indian is in hell. Every person that lived a thousand years ago or 2,000 years ago before Christ came, didn't make it to heaven. They never knew Christ. Christ is love. She says, to follow the means to love my son above everything, to love him and every person without differences. I'm asking my son through love to create unity. He, he is the essence of love because that's how he is and who he is. If you love in your life and you lived in some tribe 2,500 years ago or you were even in Egypt and you loved everybody around you, you try to help the help other person, this was in your soul. You had Christ in you without even realizing the word at that point. You had it in you. You didn't know it. You knew the Savior. And I tell you, that person standing at the point of death, when they were judged, they would recognize love because they had it in their heart. And that's Christ. So they didn't know him. So they didn't go to God except to the Savior, Jesus Christ. And we don't see these things. We don't even understand that. Nobody's ever explained that. Nobody can explain it to me except through prayer. And I see it. If you have love, you have Christ. You may not have doctrine. You may be worshiping a tree uh, in some, some tribal jungle someplace. But you have good intentions. You have goodwill. You want to help everybody. And you love. You have Christ. You just don't know his name. You don't know the theology. But you tell me that person won't be saved? We've lost it. We've lost everything. We don't look at how someone who we don't, who, who, is, who is, we don't look at Jesus as tough. You say that might be a strange word to describe him. What about Our Lady? I tell you, Our Lady was tough. Both Jesus and her with love the real love, the real strength that they had to do that was not like a bodybuilder, but as a soul builder. Jesus and Mary were incredible in their humanity. Take out the, the virtue of, of, of who they were, immaculate conceived, and Jesus without sin. Just their humanity, look at that. They were able to contain their humanity always, all times, all their life, in the perimeter of love, never stepping out of it, outside its boundaries. It's an amazing thing because they were thoughtful people, tough people, and ever, ever lived. Nobody's ever matched them, nor will they. It ain't no Sunday picnic It ain't always dancing in the rain It's turning back, not talking trash When you're fighting mad And you want to walk away It's more like tilling rocks in a garden Sweating blood to see a rose Planting seeds and pulling weeds And just believing And watching it grow Love Love Is around 
Just get your hands down in the dirt It ain't real if it don't hurt Love this beautiful work Beautiful work It's letting go of every secret Without casting any stones It's knowing when to bend And how to give in, yeah Just leave it alone Down in the dirt It ain't real if it don't hurt Love is beautiful Fascinating to read that Our Lady said that Jesus explained things to her, and even after he explained it to her, she didn't understand certain things. And maybe some people think that he, she's referring to that he tried to prepare her for his death on the cross and that kind of thing, but she was aware of Isaiah's man of sorrows. Is that description in Isaiah? And when Jesus called himself the Lamb of God, she knew she grew up in the temple. She knew what the Lamb of God meant. So for me, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's, it's that. But the fact that she spoke about the Eucharist in this message, and she so rarely speaks about the Eucharist, and I know that you would say because she isn't just calling Catholics and she's mindful of in, including everyone in her message. But maybe it's the Eucharist that she didn't understand from what Jesus was explaining to her. And the fact that she says it in these messages that that maybe this is really a sweet invitation to those who don't believe in the Eucharist, to our our Protestant brothers, for instance, who she's saying, I was right there with Jesus. 
He was right by my side, and he was trying to teach me these things, and I didn't understand. What do you, what do you think Our Lady is saying in the message? Well, it's interesting. I, I always feel Our Lady's, because I prepare for the message days before it comes in, and particularly like on the second of the month, I, I try to spend my night in prayer. Every time I'm waking and far back asleep, I'm praying for the message to understand it. I went to bed last night. I read the point, man, God, I opened up at random the third volume and I opened to the point where Jesus is telling for the first time the disciples and everybody in the synagogue with, Jer- in the synagogue with Jairus, his teaching of the Eucharist. And the way he said it was a little bit crude the way I was reading it in the point, man, God, because I've read it before, but it's been a long time. And it's, I know Our Lady now, because of the message, I realized that last night was just preparing me for this message today. Because then Jesus says, that I, I tell you, you have to eat my flesh and have it in me, and you'll, you'll, you'll drink my blood. And so he said it in a way that I, I, I reading it and thinking about it, I said, that would be hard to accept. It's, it's not hard for us to accept because we've been raised with it. It's normalized in our life from culture, from First Communion as children. But if you've never said this before, you'd have a hard time with it. And there were they, they say who was there? The disciples were there. The, the guy who he exercised all the pigs, uh, the the demons that went into two thousand pigs off the cliff. He was there. All these people were following him, and they all started grumbling. But he says it in a way that just outright says it that you it was it was a culling thing. It was to say who's really going to be behind me, and he said it in a way that challenged their ability to absorb it so that only the ones who were called would stay. But you think about it, this has never been heard of, and you're going to be, they took it as cannibalism. We don't do that. And Jesus tells them, you're, you do that worse than beasts do. I tell you, your crimes and some of the things you do, it'd be easier if you did what you're thinking as far as inflation or what you're thinking. And so a hundred of them left, and then they all say the ones who remained, which is a lot of them being cured, different different people, and now, of course I was twelve apostles. They ask him some more questions, and he says, "I'll answer them, but you, you who are here, aren't sincere. You're out of curiosity. You still want to stand around and, and just be part of something, our earthly king, etc." So he says, "Leave me now." The rest of them left. The only people who were left was the twelve apostles. That's it. And that's, of course, the famous line when he says, will you also leave me? And Peter says, well, where will we go? But all of them are dejected. In other words, you have this whole mission. Everything's been built to this point, And then all the infrastructure disappears. The, the apostles were shaken. They said, we'll believe you. We'll accept you. But they were shamed by what happened. And knowing that they'd be going in public and everything, and then here's here's their king, <laughs> of the heart, saying something like this, it was hard for them. I never thought that context. All this came last night. And then here it is. You asked the question. I didn't know what she was going to ask. But I read this book last night because I know our lady, I asked her, help me comprehend the messages. And she does this before they happen, before they come. This is last night, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock last night. And so I'm reading this, and I, I go to bed thinking about it. And this is what struck me this morning was that our lady said, when she said that, I know that you do not understand many things as I did not understand everything, everything that my son explained to me while he was growing up alongside me. I mean, how could that be? You think about a, a, a nine-year-old, well, you know, you'll be eating my flesh and drinking my blood. Well, how? How's that? 
But I believed him and followed him. I asked this of you also to believe me and to follow me. She's telling us we're going to go through purifications. We can't stop it because we have to atone for things. Man's gone too far in his sins. We have to go through this admonition period. She goes on and says, however my children to follow me means to love my son and everything. And so I know too, reading this, that it seems impossible to me that Our Lady didn't say when she, ha- when she had the Creator there in her presence. They're working all day long, and then it's a starry night, and they come in from gathering or putting up whatever. That She asked questions about the universe, about the stars. The first thing Maria asked, which is human nature, is there life on other planets? The second night, or the second date, they asked this. And Our Lady says, it's not for you to know now, which is a pretty incredible answer. She didn't say no. She says, it's just not for you to know now. We think God is small. We think we're the only ones there. And I'm not saying we've got Martians and we've got things, but there's something too. We don't know what is out there. But God's, God's a creator in his vast and in an immeasurable way. So it seems impossible that Our Lady could even, couldn't ask some questions that were and not just human curiosity and, and, and sense of curiosity, but wonderment. I, I tell you today, I cannot get on an airplane without, when it takes off, say, God, I do not understand how this honk of motor flies. I know the physics, I know the dynamics, but your physics and the way you design this is genius. That for a 747 to get off, it weighs one million pounds, loaded with luggage and people. God, you, you, how did you figure all these equations out? You are a wonder to me. And I praise, I, I find myself praising God more for airplanes than anything. Not that I like flying. I don't. I'm tired of it. But it's just a, an incredible thing that happens. It's miraculous for his ongoing activity to keep this something like this. It just, it's just when you start contemplating. You, so it's impossible for our lady not to be there and go off into some questions that, that you gotta, you gotta, Encyclopedia that's your son that contains every secret of the universe or the origins of man or what Adam and Eve was doing. Amazing. And these things couldn't be understood by a mind that didn't know what cells were or microbial viruses and these things. She wouldn't have the cognition to do that. We could ask Jesus that and probably some of the same questions she probably did ask Jesus and spoke to him in these conversations that must have been incredible that we would have understood, and she didn't. But now she's of a superior intellect because she's where Jesus was, and all knowing because we get part of God in us because that's how we thrive and that's how we live. He's our, he's our source of life, even in eternity. That she's so superior to us, we can't understand some of the things she's telling us. So now she's reversed. And she pities us, and she has compassion on us. I was there, and I, did, I couldn't understand it. So yes, your question is true. It's right about that. It's an amazing thing. And this is an amazing message. And my writings today on the site, this is incredible. Amazing, amazing. An amazing thing we heard today. Will you get it? Did you catch it? Did you pause to reflect on it? It's exciting. And this is only what we know on first impressions about this message. This message will continue to give, just like the message she gave to the, or Jesus gave to the twelve after he called out everybody who couldn't take it to get out, get out the rift. Some of the disciples went after the other disciples to try to convince them to stay. 
read the volume, um, volume three. If you, those of you who got point man guys with this message, it's a good thing to go study and read it slow and absorb that. What was it like standing there? Would you have walked? You say, well, I would never do it. Well, you got, you got, you understand those things that they didn't put yourself in their position. I did that last night and said, wow. Yeah, I understand why these people walked. It was hard to swallow. And here says the Virgin Mary saying, I, I couldn't accept it. And certainly it's got to be tied even to the Eucharist. She had to evolve it. It's just a hard saying to believe. But she says what? Just what the 12 did. Jesus, where will I go? What will I do? Peter says that. Mary says that. But I believed him and I followed him. That's what she's asking now. At the end of the message, she says, I'm asking my son through love to grant you unity through him, unity among you, unity between you and your shepherds. And I know this is something, especially a unity with your shepherds, it's that has fired your soul over the past month or so intensely. You've been speaking about this on our Mesonomic shows. And not in a mean-spirited way, but really exhorting our bishops to look at Medjugorje seriously. So Our Lady's saying to be in union with our shepherds, to be in union with our bishops, but yet our bishops are unaware of really what's going on in Medjugorje. So how do you think... This is going to happen. Well, we have, it's going to happen through us. It's that simple. There's no other way around it. It, um, It's not going to happen as the structure stands now. Because we have, a, it's just like the, when Christ came, there's the, the minds are darkened by knowledge. Uh being educated in a way that prevents them from seeing something simple to see, to advance. It's the people who walked away to listen to Jesus about the Eucharist. They, they, they couldn't come down to see this in clarity. So the only way it's going to happen is through us. And it's time for us to act on these things. Well, let me let me interrupt here a bit. I'm, I'm going to play it. I want to, I'd like to play something here. The uh, I know the last several Medjinomic shows, the Thursday shows, you've been speaking more about, uh, speaking more to the bishops and exhorting them, like what Joan was saying earlier. And I'd like to just play a little clip. It's just a short little two-minute clip here about uh, at the end of uh, this past Thursday's Medjinomic show. And uh, you were speaking about a specific something very specific that you see happening in the church on a regular basis. Uh, and uh, so, and it was regarding uh, the, what they're doing to the readings now, and you were speaking about this, and then this was this was how you closed it to them. And again, this is you're actually speaking to the bishop. So I just wanted to just play this so that everybody could kind of get the the understanding of of where we're coming from in that question there, uh, so so that we can kind of go more towards uh, addressing what Our Lady said in the message today. Our Lady said on November 2nd, 2012, As a mother, I implore you to persevere as my apostles. That's what she calls me to. That's what she calls you to as laity. 
Some people might have trouble with that. I mean, the Virgin Mary is coming to call us apostles. Yes, that's exactly what she's saying. She says, I am praying to my divine son to give you the divine wisdom and strength because we need that today. We need to speak strongly with our life first, with this witness in the way we live. And then second, to pronouncement. She goes on and says, I am praying that you may discern everything around you according to God's truth and to strongly resist everything that wants to distance you from my son. That's what we're just talking about. How they change the missiles. And all the other changes is distances through verbiage. No big deal. It doesn't seem like it's a big deal. But don't think you're going to do this without our bishops. Our Lady herself says in the same message of November 2nd, 2012, pray for the shepherds because none of this would be possible without them. That's why I'm appealing to you as bishop. Our ladies want us to be risen up as apostles we're ready for it. We're giving our lives for it. We want to do that. But you can either block it or you can allow it. And you're going to have to make that decision. Medjugorje is not something to scoff off, snuff off, or slough off. Medjugorje is something that you have to look at, independent of Medjugorje or the local bishop there. Because it's in your diocese everywhere. And several bishops are stymieing it. You need to make a decision. You need to look at it. It's Ali who says that message at the beginning of this one, November 2nd. As a mother, I implore you to persevere as apostles. She wants to give us wisdom and strength. This plan is big. It's for the salvation of the world. Heavy is a responsibility on those choices our bishops are making right now. Because we won't do it without you. You've got to allow it. Let it blossom. Be like Gamaliel. Well, I don't know if I can accept all this. Maybe not. Maybe so. But if this is from God, I'll be fighting God. Think. And that's how that's how it ends. But just in light of the message today, uh, this was obviously something that's been in your heart. You just spoke this this last Thursday before this message was given. So in light of the message today, where where are we going with this? Well, this 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 is three days ago. Ties directly to this message. I already knew what she was going to say and prompted that, perhaps. Because she says, To grant you unity through Him, Christ, unity among you, us, unity between your shepherds. We've got different shepherds. Naturally, we use, we use people have shepherds in the order or the superior generals, but generally we're, we're, we're referencing bishops too. So do we have, Ali says, I want unity between you and your shepherds. But it's time we be honest. We need to think, do we have unity with our shepherds? Do we have unity with our shepherds? I hear all the laity I talk to, everybody in the Medjugorje world wants to be with their bishops, wants to be behind them, wants to support them, wants to be in union with them. I think the greater question and the more accurate question is, does the bishops have unity with us? Because our ladies always referring to us, referring to us as apostles. You are my apostles. And then she's ending all the second month messages about the shepherds. So there's a distinguishment from our lady in what she says and how she says it. And if Our Lady's appearing 
And I know she is. I believe she is. I don't have to wait. Somebody qualify that for me. It's known through census fidelium by the faith of the people. And their belief in Mary's appearing proves it to be so. When is that going to be recognized? I don't want it recognized. I just want neutrality. Just leave us alone to do what we're supposed to fulfill and be in union with that. Am I dictating to the bishops what to do? No, I'm saying the lay people, the faithful, the people who are following Our Lady of Medjugorje, the Queen of Peace, want to do what the church says, wants to be in union, wants to grow in holiness, does the adorations, like Soborn said, Cardinal, without Medjugorje, my seminaries be closed. And many, many quotes that prove this and the fruits of it. And yet we have no unity with bishops. It's the bishops who are not in unity with the people. It's not the people in unity. I don't see any rebellion on the people when we talk to people against the bishops. If anything, we see a frustration that they're not feeding the people. They're not in union with the people. So we have this unity. We have to be honest with this. This can't be something we whisper about. Oh, we're not in union with the bishops. We are in union with the bishops if, and our desire. But it's Our Lady who we are following, who is leading us to where we are going to and the travel of holiness and the purification. But the bishops aren't with us. The bishops are with the bishops. The bishops are with the conferences and all the meetings. And they get fed all the information by their committees. They come to conclusions, not on their own, mostly and generally, but through advisory boards. I've never ran caritas through advisories. Oh, yes, the Bible says only a fool is his own counsel. I don't run it without counsel. Counsel from the church, counsel what it teaches, counsel what the Bible teaches, counsel from what the saints taught. Councils from the, the messages of Our Lady, the saints. We bind ourselves to those things. But we've got too much of our corporate mentality that we have to advise for even the scandal. Now we got all these crazy boards telling us what to do. A secular organization tells us what to do in the church. Forget that. We are begging the bishops to come in union with us. We're walking with heaven in a plan that's delivered that is about a great struggle that's about to unfold and human souls are at stake between my son and Satan. We're close to a big plan of God, but the bishops aren't close to us in that big plan. And the best thing and all we ask for is let it flower. Let it prosper. Leave it alone if you don't want to touch it. But don't stymie it. Encourage it by allowing it to flower. Don't starve it. Don't avoid it. Don't ignore it. You're making a big mistake, bishops. You're going to regret this. There's a special message that's got your date on it. August 25th, 1997. Now you do not understand, Our Lady says, but soon will come a time when you'll lament for these messages. I'm certain you will be lamenting when you understand the time that passed you, just like Simeon did. And the other Pharisees. I call you Pharisees. No, I respect your position. 
But I think it's time that you be challenged. I think it's time that Medjugorje people challenge the bishops. We've got too much fruit. We have too many faithful believing this. Millions and millions of conversions. And you want to ignore this? You want to say we can't go or the visionaries can't go here or there or we can't go to conferences? I respectfully say you're wrong. You are dead wrong. And time is going to prove this. Time is all in a day. If you compress your time in one day's time, in a 24-hour day, a whole lifetime, what would that be like? We're there. Medjugorje, the clock is ticking. We're in the last seven years, I believe, of the apparitions. How long will you wait? We're not seeking approval. We're not seeking for the church to prove it. I, 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 I'm confident, I strongly think that'd be a mistake. Medjugorje has to stay free, neither approved nor disapproved. That's been said from this mic and from the writings for 20 years plus. Nobody thinks this. Nobody says this. Many Medjugorje want to get it approved. I don't. We don't need bureaucracy tangling up the 25th message and the second of the month messages and anything else already starts to do like the 10 secrets or the three secrets is going to be announced to the world 10 days before they occur Priest will read them. In three days, they'll be announced to the world to prove them. They will not get out if the church approves Medjugorje. It will be stopped because there's enemies in the church that will stop it. Use your wisdom. Think 40 years for one secret from Fatima to be released. You don't want Medjugorje approved. You don't want Medjugorje disapproved. But all in one day, there's songs that speak to us, that can teach us and tell us. Time's flying, and we need to be in contemplation of our life and how fast it moves. Granddaddy seemed to talk in riddles around the end. Took me a whole lot more living to understand what he meant when he said I was born at daylight, walking tall by seven. Graduated 10 a.m., got saved by 11. Took her hand, it was straight up noon. Had three kids before two. They all grew up and left in the afternoon. Time flies, these eyes. Seen the glory of the morning turn into a silent night. I've lived a million moments in the time it takes the sun to fade. And it feels like it all happened in a day. Listen as he talked about his autumn afternoon Out each other in the chill of a silver moon He got all choked up when midnight fell She squeezed his hand, the clock struck twelve She let go and he was all by himself Time flies, these eyes Seen the glory of the morning turn 
have seen the glory of the morning turn into a silent night. I've lived a million moments in the time it takes us up to fade. And it feels like it all happened in a day. In a day He got all choked up when midnight fell. She squeezed his hand, the clock struck twelve. She let go. And he was all by himself. Old bishops out there. Bishops across the world. You don't realize what's in front of you. What you could be doing. What can happen. I've been with Maria. When priests and bishops are there in the apparitions. Our Lady just pours out her love for them. For you. And you want to be indifferent? You want to discourage it? At least be neutral and say, I don't know. But it's a good thing. To stymie it is to be against it. And she let go and he was alone. All in a day. That's coming. Yaakov, the visionary who had his apparition begin at 10 years of age, grew into a man into his 40s, had no warning. And Alay says, after all those years of apparitions, tomorrow will be your last apparition. I can't express to you as bishop how you need to come in union with Medjugorje people. And the new Medjugorje people need to go to your bishop and express this to him. You will lose if you wait. Because it's all but one day when it'll be gone. And lamentations and wailing of what just passed in front of you will be gone. Your opportunity To be with the queen for the last apparitions on earth, she says, will have passed. How tragic. How sad. It's time to wake up. It's time to act. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. Good night.